Welcome to the Be Bold in Business podcast. My name is Samantha Hearn and I'm the host of this amazing channel. I wanted to bring you a place where you hear from myself and other amazing inspirational business people on their journey to the success they've created. I wanted to bring you the offline journeys to the online successes that we see on social media. I want to create a place where you hear the struggles people have been through, the challenges, the lessons they've learned, the mistakes they've made, so that you know that ordinary people can create extraordinary things every single day, and that it's totally possible for you too. The Be Bold in Business podcast is a place where you are going to hear real, genuine, warts and all stories from some of the most exceptional people in business and how they succeeded anyway. If you are ready to show up in your business, if you are ready to be bold, if you are ready to learn from your mistakes, if you are ready to bounce back and become more resilient, this is the podcast for you. And me, Samantha Hearn, I cannot wait to welcome you, support you, empower and inspire you and share with you the stories that sometimes don't get shared online and give you this real refreshing approach on how building a business sometimes can be hard, sometimes involves failing, sometimes involves struggle, but you can still succeed anyway. So welcome to the Be Bold in Business podcast, and I cannot wait for you to take your invitation to be bold in your business too. Welcome to another episode. Today, I'm speaking to one of my friends who we connected actually through mental health. And as you know, the point of this podcast is to show you the struggles behind the success. And I know that this guest is going to do that so well with you and through humor, his personality, and just I know how open and honest he is, and I think that that's really important. So without wasting any more of your time, I want to introduce Lee to you and um, tell us a bit about you. All right. Well, my name is Lee, and I am successful despite myself because I'm basically a hot mess. Um, And I'm really good at projecting confidence and that everything's going great because I think we can all do that on social media really well with with. Just, I think we're born with that skill now. My 12-year-old daughter is now good at making herself look amazing and then posting it on Instagram. Um, but anyway, uh, I've got uh, a, a young daughter who is 12, as you know. And I've got a 20-year-old. Thank you. I know I don't look old enough. And uh, I'm married and live in a place called Finden. And if you've heard of that, make sure you put a comment if there is a website thing with a comment on on <laughs> Sam's site. Because I want to know if people have heard of where I live. Yeah, to be fair, I would actually quite like to know that as well. Um, Okay, so the reason I wanted to interview you was not only obviously our connection anyway, but Mm -hmm. because I know that as well as having a really established business, being really out there and visible online, on social media, having a brand, building the brand, running events, you know, selling to people that are global, all of these amazing things that people would see – I do know that behind that, there's been a lot of challenges, mm-hmm. me and personally. And for anyone listening, the whole point of this is to show people that being bold or being brave in your business is not just about showing up when everything's working out and when you're feeling amazing. It's about showing up and not giving up when you do get dealt some tough hands and you get given some of these lessons that you think it would mm. just be so much easier to give up. Yeah. So I just wanted to kind of open up to a story or a time or a struggle or a challenge that you've experienced that you had to do these things, you had to bounce back, you had to learn, you had to keep going, just to kind of give the listeners a bit of a piece of that puzzle from your story. 
Okay. Um, there are millions because I think my life is this constant uh, basketball of bouncing up and down. Um, but over the last few years, I'll give you a very quick bit of background. We've had an awful lot of really awful things happen. My dad died five years ago. My mother-in-law died uh, a couple of years ago. And at the same time, we lost a baby as well. So we had a miscarriage. So there's all these things going on. And at the same time, we discovered that my daughter had severe scoliosis, which meant that she had two curves in her spine and one was like grade uh, 90 and the other one was grade 98 so you know we kept joking that she had a super spine because it was in the shape of an s but constantly i was seeing her in pain as well so this was really really hard to cope with just seeing uh, this you know this beautiful little 10 11 year old she's growing up getting more and more hunchback getting more and more uh, in pain and we couldn't do anything about it because there was no way of getting a uh, an operation as yet we had to wait until she was a certain age but also seeing the anxiety that she was going through and crying at night because she was so scared of the operation she didn't want to have this really scary operation where there was risk of paralyzation or whatever the right word is and death and all of that stuff so as a dad i was just basically trying to hold it together for many years supporting my wife you know through the loss of the baby through the loss of her mother supporting ella through the fear and, and everything and eventually it all just got to me um and just a few weeks before ella's operation last october me and tim my business partner were driving down to um uh to london to go and do a, do a day session with a, we're actually staying the night before and then we were going to do a day session with a client and then uh, just uh, about an hour into the journey i just started getting electric shocks all up my arms and i recognized it it was a panic attack um but it was probably the biggest panic attack i've ever had in my life i've had them before but quite a long time ago felt quite proud i'd held it together for all this time and then it just all accumulated in, in i think it was september and I could, I was had electric shocks going through me, as it were. I was shaking like a leaf. I was sobbing. I was crying. Tim had to pull over from the motorway, and we spent about an hour and a half just, uh, just me crying and shaking and uh, everything, just losing it. Um, and Tim was amazing. I don't think he'd ever seen anyone go through that before. But he was like, uh, "Maybe this will help." And he started talking me through breathing exercises and just stuff. Um, eventually, anyway, I was so exhausted with it, I fell asleep. So. Tim drove us the rest of the way to London. Um, and then I'd kind of made this agreement with Tim that I'd push myself through this day with the client because we'd arranged it, it'd been arranged for ages. Um, and then what I'd do is I'd go home on the train because maybe it was the car that was the problem. Maybe that had triggered um, my uh, my anxiety and my panic attack because I wasn't driving, Tim was, and I was out of control, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, so that kind of all happened. So kind of pushed my way through that meeting that following day and I could feel it starting again at lunchtime in the room with the client um you know so I just had to keep talking to myself saying this is just feelings this is just physiology this come on Lee you've got this and talk my way through it so I managed to talk my way through that particular session uh, and then carried on supported the client for the rest of the day um and at the end of that I kind of felt like wow I've achieved an awful lot given that yesterday last night I was a complete and utter mess um perhaps with this last little bit of energy that i do have i'm going to drive back with tim in the car so i said tim i don't want this car thing to become a thing i don't want to like create a new obstacle in my life where i can no longer be a passenger and i can no longer go on the motorway because that's where it happened um so can we go back in your car but could you drive slowly could you talk to me could you just help me through it and that's exactly what we did and actually we had a great journey home um, but that was the catalyst for me to then go right I need to go to the doctors I need to go to counseling I've been Mr. Strong Guy why I don't know because really the minute we start to struggle we should go and get help but instead I was Mr. Strong Macho Man for for too long and then eventually that was like that realization that 
I've got to get this sorted. I was able to push through it, um, but it was also that catalyst for me to go, I now need help. I now need to talk to other people, be that people in my community or be that a professional. Mm. Do you know what's so interesting? And I know that obviously people listening to this will resonate because in terms of the anxiety and the mental health side of things, I know so many of my listeners will totally empathize with where you're coming from. However, Mm. to add on to that, you were running a business, you know, to add, to add this, this strain, this personal struggle you were going through, you also had a business to run and it wasn't Mm. in its infancy. It was very well established. You were serving people, you had clients, Mm. you had all of this already well-oiled machine in the background, but on the surface, all of these other things are happening for you. And I just want to kind of highlight that really for those listening that there's always more than just the challenge or the struggle that's happening in someone's life there's always Mm. more that needs to be done or that's going on how did you manage that the fact that you still had to show up for your clients and build the business what was what did that look like there's a couple of things I would say Uh, number one it sounds cliche but knowing your why the reason you're doing stuff is one of the most compelling motivators in the world so even when I was at my absolute rock bottom I knew that I couldn't really let this client down because I'm in business to support my family and my clients. I've got a real passion for what it is I do. Uh, And I recognize that if I can help and serve the people that I've chosen to serve in business, that's also going to in turn serve me and it's going to serve my family. I need to put food on the table, for example, so I can't just not. So that's obviously a very compelling motivator. And knowing your why is something that helps push you through. But I think the most important thing is surrounding yourself with uh, good, positive people. Tim is one of my best friends on the planet. We've been business partners now for maybe... I don't know, 13 or 14 years. Um, so having him there with me at my absolute worst and having him speak love into me, positivity, having him um, just do random breathing exercises, having him like pat me on the leg and put his arm around me and give me a hug at one point, all those amazing things. And then having him be really uh, caring throughout that entire day to support me with the client and then him being lovely as we drove home, you know, to make sure that he made me as comfortable as possible. You need people like Tim (laughs) around you to help you through this. (laughs) Yeah, let's all just get let's get Tim. A bit busy with me though, so you're not having him. (laughs) So say if we were to then turn this into the business side of things. So I know that we spoke before, but a lot of the listeners will be fearful around things going wrong in their business or people not liking what they do or judgment, um, negative opinions, showing up and people not getting it, mm. not even being seen. There's, there's, so, there's such an array of reasons and fears and limiting beliefs that just hold us back. Have you ever had a situation where something went wrong, I use in like speech marks, in business that you had to take a step back and and really decide how you would manage that and how you would reframe that struggle. Yeah, we've again loads of examples, but probably the biggest example would be uh, back in 2007. Uh, and I'll, again, thank you. I know I don't look old enough. You're too kind, but um, <laughs> you know the, we we were running our business during the recession, 
uh, and that was the the worst time. I just uh, sold my house and bought a new house, the one we're in right now, and we paid the highest rate possible at that time, and then the house plummeted in value, so I was already feeling a bit crappy about that. Uh, we had around 15 people working for us at the time that was you know, actual employees or contractors around the world, et cetera, because we were working on projects. We had this big, successful company. Uh, we were feeling great, et cetera, and then suddenly the recession hits, and most of the companies that we were dealing with either disappeared or slashed their budgets or canceled projects that they were going to be working on, et cetera. So we suddenly went from, uh, you know, this great strong company with this pipeline that we had set and we had confidence and we were planning for years to come in the future to now we were kind of scrapping around trying to work out what the hell do we do? And we actually spent quite a long time uh, trying to work out uh, that important thing. You know, what was our why? Who was it that we were serving? All that sort of stuff. Um, And I ended up going networking and I was saying things like, we're looking for anyone who wants a website. So now I serve no one because I was looking for anyone and everyone. Uh, And we were then making really bad decisions because we needed the business in. So we were accepting projects that we could do, but we didn't love. We weren't excited. We were not passionate about them. We did them, but they were really low value because we were valuing ourselves less because we were just desperate to get the money in so that we could keep paying the staff, et cetera. And what we did was we went through this process. Uh, I've since labeled it the agency reset um, because we were a design agency, if anyone didn't know. Um, And uh, we just kind of stopped and said, what the hell are we doing? Who are we? Um, Before we even got to the why, we were like, well, who the hell are we? Um, And we started to have a conversation about that. Like, who are we? We looked at each person within the business. What were their skills? What were their passion? What would they jump out of bed for versus what did they absolutely hate doing, et cetera? So we analyzed all of that. We we worked out what all of our key strengths were. Uh, So not only were we like, who are you? What are our key strengths? What are we excited and passionate about? What can we do really, really well? Um, And then we looked at who we were serving and who out of all those people were we the most excited about to serve and who could we serve with these strengths? that we had uh, and we went through this whole process a lot longer than how I've just described I can maybe send you some bullet points or something to help people work through it um, but it, what it really helped was just create an identity for ourselves where we understood who we were what our strengths were what we did and who we did it for and the minute we nailed that we changed all of the copy on our website we stopped going for everyone and we only went for one particular client with two particular products that we could talk about we understood our messaging because we knew who we were serving and we also knew the problems that we were solving for them. We knew the aspirations that those people had for them. And within a year, we'd completely turned things around. So we'd gone from scrapping around, working with everyone and anyone to we knew who we were, um, despite the recession still going on, because that lasted a few years. You'll probably remember. Um, again, you know, you're, you're nearly my age, aren't you? 31? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm 38. Um, and uh, <laughs> I don't know how old you are, I've forgotten. I am. You're right. 31. What a good guess. <laughs> I won't tell anyone I took 10 years off. I'm joking. Um, and uh, yeah, so so just knowing that really helped us absolutely turn things around. I think that was your question, like where was something bad and then we were able to push through and turn it around. But it was going through original identity. And I think that's a lot of the things that... Um, I, a lot of the times that I am the most stressed out or unhappy is because I've lost sight of who I am. I've lost sight of my own identity. I've lost sight of why I'm doing this, etc. I... I lose that feeling of fulfillment, of satisfaction, because I've forgotten what it is I'm doing. Um, And if I don't remind myself of that, then I start to lose joy in what I'm doing and I start to feel and crappy. And that's kind of the process we went through with, with our original business back in 2007. We felt crappy. We were 
you know, we'd lost nearly every client ever and we were now just scrapping around and, and felt like we had no skills anymore. Who were we to be running an agency, et cetera? And then when we went through that process, we kind of rediscovered the joy and the excitement and who we were and what we did and who we served. And that kind of led our mission to change. Do you ever feel like, just listening to that, I just think that's the point, that's the pivotal point that the majority of people, um, and of course there's no percentage I'm putting on that, I'm just saying, you know, the majority, Mm. that's the point that people would deem themselves as a failure in business, you know, the point of, clients cancelling, needing refunds, reducing their contracts, whatever business you're in, you can relate to this, that point where people say, I don't like what you're offering. I can't afford what you're offering anymore. It's not working out for me. I need to find something cheaper. Maybe we could come back to this. I need a refund. It's not what I thought it would be. All of these things, all of that. Mm -hmm. That's that point where people stop and think, is this, is this worth it? Is all of this, the barrage of judgment and criticism that's the pivotal point that people stop being bold and they don't take that that step forward and just listening to that story would you say that if that hadn't have happened and all of these clients during the recession didn't do these things you wouldn't have spent the time refining your business the way that you did and redoing your copy redoing your messaging targeting the right people so indirectly, when you look back now, and of course hindsight is so powerful, but that's what this is about. It's about us sharing these stories, mm. people listening, get the answers to these questions that maybe they're stuck in right now. Mm-hmm. Would you say in hindsight that that struggle actually was one of the biggest reasons you've created what you've got now? Uh, well, this uh, logo behind me, Agents Trailblazer, would not exist if we didn't go through that. Um, so for, for a little bit of background, if people... Um, uh, so you spoke at my event last year. You're coming again this year because I really believe in happy, healthy minds. It's part of the reason I do what I'm doing. <clears throat> for me, that experience was horrific. Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> and then even after that, I went through kind of zigzags up and down of... Um, kind of forgetting that and then having to climb back up the mountain, et cetera. Uh, And when I launched my own um, agency, I kind of did a crossover where I wanted to launch an extra agency that would help other agency owners with the bit that they all struggled with, which was the code. So I launched Angled Crown, but at the same time, I was still in the other agency as well. And I found myself, I was working like 18 hour days, et cetera. Um, My prices were too low. I was making all of these mistakes and then eventually did the whole reset thing again, worked out what was important, learned to value myself, et cetera. And then, um, you know, grew both businesses. And since I now run four companies um you know not to show off but because i've got the capacity i've got these these passions that i want to go of the two of them don't earn much money yet because they're two new ideas so i'm definitely not showing off they're just new it sounds good when you yeah, say but it, it goes to show though lee like it yeah. goes so even just being able to say that yeah. even then follow up with saying oh like i'm not trying to show off from where yeah. you started this story and where you were and the struggles you had and from a family perspective as well and the loss and the Mm. grief and the anxiety and the mental health, then the whole business basically going bust and not, not bringing in what it was to then be able to say, Oh, I'm in, I'm looking after and I'm managing two Mm. established companies and two startups. Like Mm -hmm. for someone listening to that, I actually want them to just take stock of that, that whole full circle moment. It's only, it's been 15 minutes and they've heard your deepest, 
lowest points and now they're hearing you say well you know where I am now I've created a whole new business a whole new logo a whole new brand and there's four businesses like people Mm -hmm. to just have that really they're all drawn from that experience though so that experience so the experience of a few years ago working 18 hour days and the experience uh in 2007 which i've forgotten how many years ago that is now a long time ago you know thinking we're about to lose everything our homes everything just like the worst time of my life ever has meant that every single business and project that i run now is all based around ensuring that i can help agency owners particularly because that's obviously a passion of mine but also a lot of business owners uh, to build a business that they can love and a life that they can love. And by bringing people like yourself um, onto a stage with my uh, event, Agency Transformation Live, that helps agency owners learn how to live a healthy life and how to grow a healthy business uh, and have a really great as opposed to uh, a messy, uh, unhappy life, etc. So, yeah, all of, so the answer, the really long answer, sorry, to your original question was yes, if that had not have happened, none of these things would have done. So sometimes we actually have to learn to ride through these really rough times, these perceived failures, because these are going to become the the story and the bedrock for what we build the rest of our lives upon. And for the last maybe six years now, my passion has been, uh, as you well know, is to help um, agency owners in the creative space, one of the sometimes most thankless and hardless uh, c- careers ever, I think, that designers will feel um, because design is subjective and we can get trapped really horribly uh, is really my passion is to help those people, uh, help them grow the business and help them do those things that they love. I'm also going to leave a link to um, the event, so the Agency Transformation Live, and obviously Lee's um, like handles, so you can kind of like stalk him as well. Um <laughs> And, okay, so now I just kind of want to maybe ask a question. I know you'll be able to answer it from your experience and where mm. you're um, for the listeners that I know well. I know what they would want to ask you. <laughs> okay. The first thing I want to say is, question one, when you had people come to you and say, we can't work with you anymore or we need to cut our budgets and all of those things did you find that hard not to take it personally oh I took it personally <laughs> straight away I still do I'm glad you said that yeah I still do I, I still can't do. help it yeah what we're yeah. really good at what we do we poured everything into your yeah you're just throwing it in our face and then I get a whole whole stress about it and then I have to yeah. talk myself back round and it is, but I do kind of want to maybe speak about that a bit because I, I still find that heart-wrenching gut ache, you know, yeah. someone says something or shares something with me that I, I think, oh my gosh, like this, you're speaking to a person like, yes, mm. I'm business, but I'm still just me and I'm serving you my heart and soul on a plate for you to just yeah. smack down. Yeah. I, I still struggle with not taking everything personally and not having that kind of like boundary what do you do in those situations? Because I know, I know, I'm so glad you said that because I know that everyone will do that and take yeah. it and see it as like a, a personal criticism and that they are a failure and that they shouldn't be doing this and they're not mm. good business people and they don't know what they're doing and all of the barrage of abuse that we then give ourselves from someone else's viewpoint. Mm. What do you do to manage that? Especially now you have staff, you have more than one business, yeah. you have all, so many people in your business kind of like cyclone Mm -hmm. how do you manage not taking things personally uh well obviously as you know i do take things personally most of the time but um there are a couple of things that really do help the first thing is sometimes 
the client happens to be a complete jackass, if I'm allowed to say that. I don't think that's a swear, so this is still not an explicit podcast. Um, and um, and I can then just accept that I perhaps made a mistake right at the very beginning in creating a relationship with this person, and that kind of makes me feel okay because sometimes you just get dealt a blow and you get a really bad client, and that does happen, I think, with any business, no matter what process we go through. Uh, but in most circumstances, if a client is going to say, you know what, we're going to move on, etc., I do take it personally, but what I always make sure I do is have a conversation with them and try and find out what are the main reasons, because what I really want to do is turn every single failure into a learning platform, as it were. It's exactly what we did in 2007, and again in 2012, uh, you know, it's that process of, um, making mistakes they were too big but mistakes I made um, and then was able to build off of that so when a client says we don't want to use your services anymore then I'm like well that's fine um, could you let us know what we could have done better um, you know to help serve you more is there anything we could have offered you etc and then I try and learn from that because uh, I, I actually want selfishly want to protect myself from more failure in the future by learning from the failure that I experienced yeah yeah hmm. that's so true so and, I think and when they tell me I hate hearing it, by the way, because I'm really proud and, yeah. uh, you know, I'm like, oh, fine. But then like deep down, I'm like, yeah, they're right. I, I totally dropped the ball on that. Damn it. Yeah. See, that's the hard <laughs> thing, isn't it? I was just about to say that. I was about to say, yeah. make it easy. It doesn't make it easy to hear. However, it does make it kind of imperative for your growth. Mm. You're always running from the feedback. You never really know what it is that you could improve on and things always get better the more you go through them. So yeah. that first complaint or that first st- issue is always like, no, like, no, I just want everyone to love me and I want to serve everyone and I want everyone to think I'm the most amazing person on the planet. And then once you go through that, you do, you start to be able to navigate, not navigate through the issues, but you just, you navigate yourself better, I think. There's a really cool word called redemption. Um, it's a bit of a Christian word, you know, I'm a, I'm a God botherer as they call it or a Bible basher. But, uh, the, one of the things I like about the word redemption means that I can redeem that situation. So when somebody comes to me and says, um, we don't want to use you anymore and I can't change their mind, that's absolutely fine. But what I can do is kind of take myself out of that a little bit and use that as a learning experience. So it kind of helps when that happens with the kind of feeling of hurt and upset, et cetera, to get that feedback so I can learn and move on. Um, and that kind of redeems that whole situation for me. And it becomes more of a transaction as it were, rather than a feeling of, uh, and like hating myself for several weeks. Cause that's usually what used to happen. So now I still don't like it, but you know, I can at least kind of separate myself from it and work out how can I redeem the situation? How can I turn this around? How can I get something positive from this? so that I'm not feeling crappy for the next few weeks or whenever I see them in public, because obviously I network, I, I see people that don't use me anymore. I don't have to feel bad about it. I can be like, hey, how's it going? Yeah, you so know, true. slap them on the back. If you were to give advice to people, because the whole point of this podcast is to teach people that being bold isn't just the good stuff, and you've had to take stuff. <laughs> I'm very bold. <laughs> <It's okay. laughs> oh, you mean bold with the no, right? Okay, carry on. You know, like you've had to be bold in so many and anyone listening to this would be like wow yeah he's he's done a lot and he's been through a lot and he's still running a business that's the whole point of this like mm-hmm. I want to see I wish I could kind of sit in front of everyone thinking this is too hard and maybe this isn't going to work and all I wish I could sit in front of them and say look 
this is the point you have to push through. This is you have mm. to fold because at the other side of this, there is amazing things waiting, but we all have challenges that we go through and that doesn't stop. The bigger your business grows, the bigger the challenges become, but mm. the, the bigger mindset and resilience and all of these things that you create for yourself as well. Yeah. If you were to give advice to someone who's going through any of these things that you've been through, whether it's the personal things, whether it's your children's health, whether it's a, a marriage, whether it's a, a loss, or whether it's business and people not paying you or not wanting to work with you, all of it, you know, just there's so life happens. And I think that's the other thing I'm getting on my soapbox a bit here. But I think what's really hard is when you're looking after other people and you're managing their accounts or you're managing their businesses or you're coaching them to create success, mm. you're not just dealing with the business. That is just, that is impossible because you're both people and yeah. one of the pe people could have had an argument with their partner or their child could have had a detention at school or someone, something could have happened. Someone's got a chest infection. Someone's got ill. You know, it's so difficult to, to think that you can separate business from your personal life because you run your business from yourself it's, it's all from the same engine that is you mm -hmm. and I think it's really important for us to make sure that every one of us as individuals but also the people listening to this or listening to any podcast is not only nurturing their business their strategy their steps to success and these little like bullet points of what you can do to grow and actually they're nurturing themselves and they understand that they're not the only person that is going through these challenges if you were to, to give people advice on how or what made you continue to be bold in business when things were mm -hmm. total, you know, like it was just not happening and you were on the floor thinking, now is the time I have to choose. Yeah. What would be some of the things you might say to someone? Uh, I would probably give them... The, the, hundreds of pieces of advice but the two that spring to mind um are number one there's a whole lot of stoic philosophy out there and one of the things that have always helped me it sounds a bit negative but like it could be worse <laughs> is uh i could actually be dead right now so uh you know if if i've got food on the table then it's definitely not as worse as it can be um so when i am going through really really bad stuff when i could see that ella was in pain I knew it could be worse. I could not have a daughter anymore, you know, so I knew that I could support her. I could take action to help reduce, relieve the pain to comfort her and all of those sorts of stuff. So stoic philosophy has been, certainly been something in my life that's been very helpful um, just to help me acknowledge what's going on and acknowledge that though it could still be worse and that, um, you know, I can still push on because life is actually very short. You know, 80 years is the average lifespan of someone in the UK, I think. And that's actually not that long a time uh, because we all know how quickly things go. The other, th so that obviously helps push through. But also the other thing that helps push you through is this. Believe it or not, this is my little productivity planner. It goes absolutely everywhere with me. And in the front of it, I've got all my goals. So I've got like my goals for what I'm doing this year. I've got my goals for what I'm doing next year. Uh, and I also have in here... I, don't, I mix the both. This is both personal and business. This is basically my life mm. in here. Uh, so, for example, if we look today, I've got at the top of critical tasks is to record this podcast with you. Um, but also, I've got a whole lot of other things that I need to do, including buying Tim a birthday present. Hey, Tim. Good. Another shout hey, out. Tim. Hey, Tim. Um, I've got to plan the affiliate package that I'm going to hand over to our affiliates, etc. And we've also got to start, and that's only start, not complete, start on the magazine proof. Now, if I turn over to the left 
end of this page, it says goals for the week ahead is complete magazine proof because we're launching a new magazine. So we want to do the proof to show it to our potential sponsors. Um, and obviously we'll have blank pages in that. So that meant yesterday when I was planning my week for this week, I knew I could then start to put little steps throughout the week to get that thing complete. Equally, when I was reflecting on last week, this, 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 if you can see on video, it's the reflection element. I can also see what I'm really grateful for from the last week or what the big wins were for last week. So last week, I sold more tickets for our event. Um, I reduced my time on social media. Um, I actually acknowledged the distraction was social media. So I took an action and I've put an app on my computer and on my phone, which now means that until 5 p.m. tonight, I actually can't check Facebook, um, which is going to be insane. But, you know, so, yeah, so for me to be able to push through the bad times and also to be able to be steamingly uh, not successful, uh, what's the right word, uh, efficient, et cetera, productive and all that sort of stuff, I have to write it down. And I always say to my wife, if it doesn't get written down, it doesn't get done. For example, last week she asked me to book a, uh, a hotel for my uh, sister's wedding. Um, so I literally grabbed this and said to my wife, if I don't write it down, it won't get done. So I wrote it down on the following day that it was booked and my wife felt far less stressed about it because the hotel rooms were, were disappearing. So two advice, stoic philosophy, uh, have a look at that sort of thing to help you kind of rationally think through what's going on right now. Things always could be worse. Uh, and also make sure that you write everything down. You plan your days and you always have these goals, short-term and long-term goals, because if you can track it, it means you can celebrate it as you go along. That's so true. And that's something I'm so similar to you. I have to handwrite it. I have mm -hmm. a two, yeah. two notebooks. It's so important, like daily goals, daily plans. I jot things down on my phone if I don't have my planner near me. And it's yeah. like, it's my list of what I'm doing the next day. I call it a success list. Mm -hmm. It's like, right, if I do all of these things at the end of that day, whatever else has happened, I'm going to feel like I've created success for myself, even if yeah. it's doing the food shop, you know? So basically, you're my sister from another mister. Uh, obviously. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so then my final thing before we play a game. Oh, oh, we're playing a game. Wicked. Yes! So I think, okay, so obviously I want people to be able to come and stalk you and connect with you more so just because you're such a great person. And I think that that's the other message I want people to connect with, that this isn't just about speaking to people in business this is about speaking to people that you actually connect with and mm. when you mentioned like Tim I want everyone listening to this to find that person for themselves like find people that they just like buzz off and if you mm. like how me and Lee met we just happened to be sat next to each other at a dinner table yeah and talk about anxiety and that yeah. was it like we didn't go out with this premeditated idea of like let's network with x amount of people and let's get x amount of connections and give out x number of business cards it was just a conversation yeah i remember that in fact i confess to you i was dragging myself through that conference yeah yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. and even that like i i want to finish with an insight of when you're trying to be bold in your business and you're not necessarily like Richard Branson, Karen Brady, you know, Elon Musk, those kinds of people. What do you envisage when you hear that phrase, being bold in business? Um, mm, I, I, well, I, why, I envisage being purposeful. So for me, because I have my 
my goals written down, I am purposeful. And I'm also accepting that I might not necessarily achieve everything I want to. Um, that My brother-in-law gave a quote at my wedding where he said, aim for the in fact, I think I've seen it since on on greeting cards as well, isn't it? It's like, isn't it like aim for the uh, moon and you fall amongst the stars wherever? It's still a great place to be. So for me, um, and I'm glad I'm not Richard Branson, and I'm glad I'm not Elon Musk because I've got a hell of a lot less to lose. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So, so for me, that also helps me feel bold. Um, you know, I know what I have. I've got my daughters. I've got my wife. Um, I've got a warm house and I've got food on the table. Um, and we have a family motto together is our favorite place to be. So I, I've already made it. Uh, and all of that doesn't cost a lot for me to maintain. So it, I know, therefore, I can be bold. So I have dreams. I have aspirations. But as long as I am centered with those things that absolutely satisfy me and that if I was to spend the next 50 years only having them, then I would still be happy. And that means that pushes me on towards the other things that I can do. I want to give them, my beautiful family, exciting things for the future. So that's why I'm striving and aiming for it. And I want other people to be able to enjoy a simple and an enjoyable life like I'm doing. So that's why I'm striving towards it and trying to achieve it. And that's why I feel bold. I'm emboldened because I have so little to lose. And what I have is so precious and special that unless someone shoots me tomorrow, I can't lose it, if you know what I mean. I, I can live in a council house if I have to, as long as I've got uh, my girls together is our favorite place to be. We have things like this, again, on video, uh, all over the house, uh, like uh, family rules. <laughs> in this house. Uh, in this house, we do real, we do mistakes, we do I'm sorry, uh, we do hugs, we do second chances, we do happy, we do forgiveness, we do really loud, we do family, and we do love. And equally, as the other quote you can probably see up there, remember you're, you know, you're braver than you believe, you're stronger than you seem, and you're smarter than you think. Um, you know, we just believe in family, we believe in having family mottos. Um, it's just wonderful. You said a game, like one of the games we love is a game called Sust, which is a card game where you've got to kind of work what the other person would answer and that and it's a great laugh. But um, yeah, so family, all of that kind of is my grounding. So yeah. I have a grounding which pushes me on to want to achieve bigger and better, always knowing that no matter what, even if I lost this home, I, I've still got the most important things to me in life and we can still be happy we can be happy in a caravan holiday or we can be happy in an all-inclusive sun sunny holiday and we actually do both every year because we love both <laughs> i love that though yeah. i love that being bold is about being purposeful and being grounded and mm. knowing what serves you on the core level and everything else is a bonus and everything's a bonus yeah, you still yeah. have aspirations and goals, but as long as you have your fundamentals taken care of, mm. that's when you're able to be bold because you yeah. know that you've done what you need to do to look after those. Oh, I'll tell you one more thing as well. Uh, when I met Kate, I was a complete idiot. Kate's my wife. I was a complete idiot. I was probably a complete idiot for a few years afterwards as well because I was like an 18, 19-year-old. No, oh, 17 when I met her, uh, but I was trying to always be cool and stuff like that. But th there's, there's usually one person in your life uh, who becomes your absolute best friend and your soulmate. Um, so for me, like, um, she's my best friend. She is my like kind of entire world as well. Um, and she's one of those really important things that helped ground me, uh, because she was so much wiser than I ever was. Um, and, but also she has become a very big part of my, my why I love my kids, but they're eventually going to grow up and have families, etc. The one person who's going to be with me until death do us part is my best friend. Um, and that, that's one of the amazing things. If you can have that one special person, kids, all the other things are all great, but that one special person you can share your life with, 
holy moly, that's definitely been a life changer for me as well. So I probably owe most of it to my wife. <laughs> you are literally the nicest person. Okay, right. Are you ready to play a game? Yeah, let's play a game. Okay, so the rules are, there are rules here, Lee. You okay. pick one. Okay. Oh, and you can't do explanations or justifications. Right, okay. Choose. I got this. Okay, so it's would you rather. Mm-hmm. Okay. Would you rather tea or coffee? Coffee. Hot or cold? Hot. Sweet or savoury? Savoury. Day or night? Mm, night. TV or computer? Computer. Podcast or YouTube? Podcast. Would you rather mm-hmm. one pet that is a duck-sized horse? So it's one horse the size of a duck. Okay. Or would you rather five ducks the size of horses? I'd rather a duck-sized horse. That's cute. <laughs> I know. I was like, I I want the really small horse, but then I'd want to be able to ride around on the duck. <laughs> okay. Would you rather mm. not be invisible or be able to um, teleport? Teleport. Would you rather read minds? Or time travel? Time travel. Obviously. I've thought about these already. Have you? (laughs) My daughter was asking me the other day pretty much the same questions. Oh my God, I love that. Okay, I've got one more. (laughs) Yeah, go for it. Would you rather you win 50 grand Mm -hmm. or your best friend wins 500,000 pounds but they can't give you any? Mm, I want the best for everyone else. Probably the best friend. I can make 50 grand easy enough. Yeah, half a million. Yeah. That's quite a tough one, though. When someone asked me that, I was like, wow, that's quite hard in terms of they can't, you can't share with them and they can't share with you. But, but anyway. it's not mine anyway, is it? So if it's theirs and they've won it, I can be really happy for them and I can go out and work out how to make 50 grand. That's very true. See, yeah. being gold in business. Oh, I yeah. yeah. my questions. I just like to finish with like a bit of a, kind of like a refresh, you know, after we have these conversations. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to do a Jerry Springer sort of thing. No. Like move over now to your stool and then finish with take care of yourselves and each other. <laughs> but I do want to say, like genuinely, thank you so much for being so honest and open, which I knew you would be anyway. But mm. I think that these conversations don't happen enough in this in the online world anymore. Agreed. So many highlight reels and you know, everything always needs to look on brand and perfect mm-hmm. and you know, and I do that too. Don't get me wrong. Like my social media is very much on brand and that, that, you know, showing the highlights to it. But I like to always make sure that I'm giving the offline world a chance. Mm. And I wanted to create this. And I'm just so glad that we got to have this conversation. And like I said, during the podcast, I'm going to leave a link to the event and to Lee and to like where you can find him and just, for people to have the opportunity to connect with you more on a, mm-hmm. on a deeper level. But I just want to say thank you. Oh, thank you. And thank you for showing up on your live streams, being so honest and raw. I love watching them. I know you have a, a larger demographic of women who follow you, et cetera, but I've been listening and following and, and all that for, what is it now? Three years we've known each other? Yeah, Two years? Yeah, yeah, it's long been a long time now. Yeah. Thank you. I love it when you rock up just as you. It's good. As yeah. opposed to other people that I try not to moan about because that's a negative path to go down but they're really great on me when they're like hi I'm so perfect and I'm like no you're not shut up 
Yes, I love that. That's why I love it. I'm so glad. I really, really hope. And like we, I'm going to leave a little box at the bottom of this podcast. People can let them let you know if they know where you live. But yeah, people can just connect with you in general. And like, that'll be wonderful. Talk to us and just create a connection. Yes, that would be great. And um, I suppose I should also give you, well, I will, I'll give you a coupon. If anyone resonates and wants to come to the event, I'll give you a £100 off coupon for any of your listeners. Uh, We're working our way through transformation and very much the biggest part of the event is actually helping people um, with what I described is that kind of agency reset and working out who you are, who you serve, all that sort of stuff. So if that resonates with you, you don't necessarily have to be an agency owner to come along to that. And obviously Sam's going to be on stage, so... You know, obviously you want to come for that because she absolutely rocked the stage last year. Uh, I was in the background going, yes, come on. Come on. <laughs> I've actually that, there's a picture of us almost dancing on stage, I think, isn't there somewhere? <laughs> friends, actually, that I'm going to reach out to. One of them I'm doing a podcast interview with today that I'm going to reach yeah. out to them as well and see if they want to come. So oh, awesome. Yeah. Perfect. Let's all have a party. Well, right. Well, thank you. Thank you. Well, what an episode that was. And I'm so excited that you have been here, been empowered and been inspired by this amazing episode on the Be Bold in Business podcast. I have some bold invitations for you. It wouldn't be the Be Bold in Business podcast if you didn't have some ways that you can be bold in your business too. Number one, I would love to hear from you about how you found this podcast by screenshotting and tagging me and any guests you've heard in your stories on Instagram. Number two, I would be elated if you would create and write a five-star review on iTunes if this podcast has given you food for thought and some aha moments that you are going to take and put forward into your business. And number three, if you would like to be supported by myself as your coach and mentor, go deeper on your business journey, learn some amazing, invaluable lessons of how you can grow, scale, and succeed in your business through things to do with marketing, social media, selling, serving, clients, automation, systemizing, and everything else in between, the BMA is open for you to join. The Bold Moves Academy is a place where we are celebrating ambitious, determined, and inspired female entrepreneurs who are ready to be bold in their business, be seen, show up, and thrive. If you would like to come and join this epic community of women, then I would absolutely love to welcome you there. All of the links that you need to enroll yourself in the BMA are in the show notes below, and I cannot wait to welcome you back on another episode of the Be Bold in Business podcast and to see you being bold online, in your business and in the academy. Until next time, my bold, fabulous friend.